0: The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. It's the final day of action. But still, gold medals up for grabs in... The men's marathon, women's basketball, boxing, track cycling, women's handball, rhythmic gymnastics women's volleyball and men's water polo. And I don't use this term lightly, but when I say I have two sporting icons for you today, I really mean it. World Cup-winning Olympic bronze medalist, footballing superwoman, Megan Rapinoe, reflects on the women's football tournament. But first... Elia Kipchoge of Kenya is the reigning champion in the Men's Marathon. He is the only human being to run a marathon in under two hours. He is a sporting legend, and he sent us a very special message ahead of the Men's Marathon later.
1: As a human being and as an athlete, I don't believe in limits. I've tried all my best to remove all the limits in my mind. I want to inspire the world by running and showing the next generation that You can be healthy, you can be more fitter when you run. And I want to make this running wall by actually inspiring older youth, over 3 billion people. I've been running thousands and thousands of miles since I started running. But actually running means life to me. secret actually to long career is uh, uh, knowing why I'm in sport. Taking sport as a profession, employing consistency, uh, uh, preparation, and planning. And that's what has entitled me, uh, all in all, and above all, being solid Thank you. Olympic Channel Podcast.
0: I love how you can hear the birds in the background on that as well. Right, the United States were gunning for gold in the women's football, but they had a slow start to their tournament with a 3-0 loss to Sweden. They rallied and eventually ended up with the bronze Olympic medal after a 4-3 win against Australia. Captain Megan Rapinoe joined Ashley Tulloch to look back on an interesting tournament.
2: Give me an idea of how you feel about this particular experience in Tokyo.
3: I mean, I think being able to walk away with a medal, I feel great about it. Um, I'm so proud of this team. It was so hard. (laughs) This is, you know, I think every athlete, I think every person, you know, working here and just involved in the Olympics would say the same thing. It's been difficult, of course. Um, You know, we're trying to pull off a world event in the middle of a global pandemic. So things are going to have to be different. And I think I'm just you know, so proud of our team and so grateful and thankful that we even have this opportunity. And, you know, it hasn't looked like any of the other ones, um, but that's okay. And, you know, it was, it was hard off the field and hard for us on the field, much harder than uh, it had to be. Um, but in the end, we figured it out and we're going home with uh, a bronze medal and I'm super proud of that. I want to pick up
2: on what you said about the word hard because Ryan Krause was here last night. He's the shot putter from USA. He got gold, amazing guy. And he gave a bit of insight and just how difficult it was every day turning up, not knowing if you were going to be able to compete because of all the COVID testing. So when you use the word hard, it -hmm. being a hard games to prepare for, a hard competition, like why was it hard for you personally?
3: I think for me personally, just being cooped up and not having any semblance of balance. Um, I mean, I love soccer and you know give everything to it, but I love getting away from it as well. And um, I mean, we literally couldn't leave our hotel. Or we couldn't go outside. Um, couldn't go on walks. Like couldn't go get coffee. Couldn't see this beautiful city. Um, we're in, you know, a you know top three or four city in the entire world, and. Um, It's all kind of like right there at your fingertips, but you can't do anything. So I think just the monotony of it um, was really difficult with with no balance. You know, we were, um, this group has been on the trip since June, like 26. We were in the States together, uh, which is much more restricted. Normally we would, you know, go to dinner and have a day off and go get coffee and, you know, walk walk around the park or something. I mean, obviously once the competition starts, um, you know, you're pretty locked down anyways, but I think just the, like, you can only watch so many shows and, like, you know, I didn't even read this whole time, but um, it's like, I don't want to just sit in my bed and watch a show. <laughs> like, I'd rather sit outside or do something. So I think just the the lack of balance, especially for an athlete, you want to zone in, you want to focus so much, but you need to have that kind of turn off and, and have something else to do. So I think for me, that was, that was the most difficult part. I want to pick up on
2: something you said after the game yesterday, which was that you said that you hadn't the team hadn't really been able to find its joy uh and i have to say when you got that corner yesterday (laughs) you look pretty joyful i was very joyful What? what, what, give me an idea of like what joy looks like to you what it feels like to you and in particular with this team this unit which you've been on a roller coaster ride with Mm
3: -hmm. i mean i think for us just playing free it just felt like we were tight and like a little bit nervous or Um, I mean, obviously we didn't have our groove. And so then things just feel like, just, um, like you're kind of walking through mud. Um, it's not just the goals and it's not just the great moments. I mean, even just, you know, chatter on the field or even, um, you know, picking each other up when you made a bad pass or whatever it is. I just felt like we were a little, um, yeah, just a little heavy and a little tight or something. So, We kind of just, you know, we had, obviously, as you can imagine, there was a lot of talking going on between uh, the semifinal loss and and heading into this final. But, um, you know, we kind of just like, this is our last game. Like, this is our last opportunity, um, you know, to play for a medal, which is amazing. And um, I think just to play for ourselves, too, just to, you know, kind of like let go of everything and just want to put a good performance out on the last uh, day. And we definitely did that
2: obviously another 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 medal for this golden generation this incredible team that you have what is your takeaway from a very different what is the main takeaway for you from a very different olympic experience
3: oh um i think just having a short memory you have to i mean obviously we started the tournament tournament off very poorly um getting beat by sweden the way that we did was was difficult and i think we we didn't forget that quick enough um you have to learn what you can and then just move on to the next game it's kind of like you know individual tournaments in and of themselves just play the first one play the second one and um you could just kind of see we never really got into our groove and i think we were just in our heads a little bit so just have a short memory and also just to enjoy it um you know, this one was much more difficult to enjoy for, you know, a lot of reasons, COVID and, you know, all the things that we have talked about a lot. And so I think it maybe made it just a little bit more difficult to just be like, wow, I'm actually at the Olympics competing. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity to try to win a medal. So I think I always try to keep that in mind. Like I'm doing something that is so special for a job. Like I call this a a job and I get to play a sport for a living. So just to enjoy every single moment.
2: But you're also so much more than a soccer player you're so much more uh than a woman and you're you're a role model you're a pioneer and you've been pushing the limits and the boundaries of what's possible what do you make of this new generation of little girls who are being fierce who are skating who are surfing and they're dominating on the world stage not just as athletes but as women
3: i mean i i obviously love to see that um i I just think no one should ever tell you what your limits are and tell you what your dreams are. Um, And I think, you know, particularly for little girls, we get that a lot, be this or be that, or don't be this or don't be that. Um, So to see these little kids like out there shredding, um, just, you know, again, going back to enjoying it and you just see the joy on their face and they're, they're living by their own rules. Uh, I feel like this new generation um, and the younger generation is doing that. They're just living by their own rules and um, you know, they're going to set, uh, the limits for themselves, and they're they're setting them pretty high. Olympic Channel podcast.
0: And with that, it all comes to a close. A huge thank you for listening. We will return to our weekly Wednesday slot from now on. But do remember, we have the Paralympics coming up, including interviews with Lawrence Steadman and gold medalist Paper Vio. Both of those will be coming up. Incredible people, incredible interviews. But for the moment. Stay safe, stronger together. See you very soon.
2: Think like an Olympian. Olympian.